We worship you. We honor you. We bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You're good. And your mercy endures forever. Thank you. Thank you, Master, for manifesting yourself. Thank you, Master, for unfolding and revealing and showing and helping and increasing us more and more. Oh, we praise, 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 praise your name. You're good to us. You're good to us. You're good to us. You're good. You say with me, everybody. You're, you're good to me, Father. You're good to me. You're good to me. You're good to me. You're good to me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He, 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 is, he is good to me. He is a good God. He's a good God. Praise God. I'll ask you. Uh, I'll ask you to go in your Bibles, if you would, please. For the goodness of the Lord and His greatness and His Majesty is revealed through the pages of His Scripture, and the goodness of God will jump out of the Bible and into your life if you'll receive that goodness. Hallelujah. That's what I said in tongues. Glory to God. Didn't plan that, but but do we ever. Praise the Lord. Uh, did you turn to that scripture that I was thinking about but didn't tell you? <laughs> well, if you're spiritual, you should know where to go anyhow, right? No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I like to have a little fun as we go. Psalm, Psalms, I know Psalms 27, if you would. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Psalms 27. And listen, you just be open to receive. And you I can tell you're already in uh, you're already so gracious and welcoming um, to me. And I know you're welcoming to the word of God. Hallelujah. But, uh, you know, make sure you have ears to hear and don't hear just religiously. Here's what I mean by that. You know, if you've been in I know some of you have been in the things of God for maybe decades. Right. And so it's easy just to hear things as you have heard them. But really, you, you, you and I ought to develop the habit of any time we hear the word of God, we should hear it like we've never heard it. Yes. You know, if a, and we're not believing for this, I understand. But if a doctor were to come to you and say, I want to I want to, you know, I have some test results and I want to sit down with you and I want to go over your tests with you because there's some areas of concern. That could, you know, that's happened to people. Right. How would you listen? Would you be sitting there on your phone and yeah. Facebook saying, oh, look what's on. I wish he'd shut up. No, no. You'd be listening. Come on. You'd be listening like you've never right. heard right. before. Right. Why? Because you don't want to miss anything. That's right. Amen. That's right. And so you might have been in the things of God for years. I'm glad you still are. Amen. <laughs> and uh, I know it's been a blessing to you. And I know you've heard great, great word. Matter of fact, I know that you hear at, on a regular basis just some wonderful things from your pastors. They're just they're just awesome, awesome people. And so here in the 27th Psalm, in the 13th verse, it says this. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, glory. I, I'm going to read it again. I had fainted unless I had believed. Something you have to do, right? What's your part? Believing. Believed to see the goodness. The goodness of the Lord. When? In heaven? No. I understand you'll be alive in heaven. More so even than you are here. But when it's talking about the land of the living, it's talking about us right here. Right here on earth. This life. This time, Amen. now, Amen. now, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Say that. Say the last part of that. The goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, keep that right there because I like the amplified. But look what that says. What? <laughs> Do you like that? What? What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness? In the land of the living. Amen. Well, how many know if you're going to believe something, the, the, to believe something is the same as having what? It's the F word. What's the F word for the Christian? Faith. 
Only F word you ought to be using, right? It's, it's the F word. Faith. To believe, to have faith. It's the same thing. The Bible uses those two words interchangeably. They're translated from the same Greek word in the New Testament. So uh, if you're going to if you're going to have faith for something, if you're going to believe for something, how do you do that? Do you just decide, well, I'm going to believe? No, no, you have you have to have faith. How does how do you get faith? Thank you. Thank you. There's only one way that faith comes. You, you got to hear and, and not just hear from me. You got to hear from God. Now, if now you can get faith from hearing from me, if I'm. Speaking the words of God. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yes, but you have to hear from God. Yes, amen. And, and not, not just that. Any area. You, you know, you could have faith for one area. Not have faith in another area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Pastor mentioned when she was in, in that beautifully written introduction. That, did you come up with it? Anyhow, in that, in that great introduction. She, she mentioned I was raised Jewish. I was. I wasn't raised hearing about. I mean, Jesus to us. And, and, you know, I'm not proud of this fact, but it's just the, it's just reality. Sure. Jesus was one of one of the many cuss words in my arsenal, in my vocabulary. Yeah. So, now, you've been you might have been raised to reverence that name. We were taught to cuss it. Mm-hmm. It's just what you use when somebody cuts you off in traffic. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I heard that my whole life yeah. growing up. Wow. And so, you know, wow. I had to be born again. Well, you know. To be born again, you got to receive Jesus. And what is Jesus? My cuss, part of my cuss language. How many know I had to hear something different than what I had heard about Jesus? And I had a friend who starts telling me about Jesus, that I, that I need to receive him. I said, you mean the guy that we talk about when somebody cuts us off in traffic? I need to receive that? What do you mean? So what had to happen? I had to hear some things. Yeah. I had to hear, yeah, to hear I had to hear what we call the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Who Jesus was, what Jesus did, and, and even more importantly than that, well, not more importantly, but as important as that, is the the faithfulness and integrity of the one backing up this story yeah. we call the gospel. Yeah. I had to hear these things. Yeah. And I had to hear them, like you said, hear them and hear them and hear them. Until I began to believe that Jesus was more than the rage that I invoke when somebody cuts you off in traffic. (laughs) My granddad, who was a Christian, well, he was a Catholic, very devout, very faithful Catholic. But man, and and you drive with him, it'd be an experience because he did not want to give up his license when he got to be. In his elder years, and he just drive, <laughs> regardless, and and something would <laughs> something would happen, and he go, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> so that was you too. See, I knew there was anointing here for that tonight. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Well, I mean, you know, Jesus had brothers and sisters. I guess if it gets really bad, you should start going down the whole family, right? Why would you talk about Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? It's just something that you say. What is that? That's the enemy trying to devalue. Exactly. exactly. You betcha. Devalue that name. You betcha. Amen. But, But anyhow, I had to hear the gospel. I had to hear about Jesus so I could believe in Jesus and then receive Jesus and then see the reality in my natural life of what a life looks like Mm -hmm. that's been taken and transformed and made into something. Amen. Amen. Well, in the same way, if you want to see the goodness of God in the, what do you got to hear about? Word of God. Good news. No, no, listen, listen. If I wanted to receive salvation, what did I have to hear about? Salvation. Now, now, listen, later on. See, now that's the first church I went to. That's all they taught. That's all they talked about. They threw a little love your neighbor in there as well. But it was really, I mean, every service was, you must be born again. Everybody in the church was, but still that was the service. Every time you got to be born again. We'll give an altar call every service for the people that have already been saved to make sure that they're saved. Because maybe they're not sure that you're saved. 
Come on. You should be sure you're saved before you ever get saved. Before you ever release your faith. Your assurance of salvation should come before you ever receive Christ. Amen. Where would that assurance come from? The word of Christ. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. You ought to know it before you do it. You ought to hear it before you do it. So that's all I knew about in that in my first church salvation. But then I started to hear a little bit about healing. I talk about it in that book. I talk about when my friend and I would watch evangelist Jimmy Swaggart. And he preached so powerfully. And he'd cry and I'd cry. My friend Rock, that was his name, my friend Rock. He was a Christian. He'd sit there and he'd cry. We'd all, we'd all cry because Brother Swaggart's just preaching it. And I go to my church and say, hey, listen, I've been watching this guy on TV. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But I started to, something in me started to come alive regarding healing. Why? Because I was hearing the truth, hearing the word about healing. So I had great faith for salvation. Why? Every service, three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, three times a week, we were hearing salvation, 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 salvation. Faith was growing regarding salvation. And really, I didn't hear much more about healing because my, you know, they said stop it. So I did stop it. Stop, you know, listening. But then I came across some guys. Oh, I started started coming across some guys. John Osteen. Oh, come on. Kenneth Hagen. Yeah. Well, uh, once I heard Kenneth Hagen, that was it. Done. Yeah, Done. <laughs> and I heard about healing and I heard about faith and actually had gotten into some uh, problems in my body, mind, uh, to where I needed healing. Oh, that'll open you up to something when you need it. <laughs> Amen. And I'm hearing this. And and I said, if this is true, Praise God. everything is changing. Guess what? It was true. Everything changed. Still trying to get over it. Actually, I'm trying not to get over it. I'm not getting over it. No, no. And so, uh, so I started to hear about healing. And what happened? Faith started to come and rise in the area of healing. So I, I was getting faith in the area of salvation because I'd heard that. Faith in the area of healing. Any other areas in your life you could use faith for? Poverty. I mean, uh, faith for poverty, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know what? No, all, all joking aside, joking aside, why do so many people have a mentality of poverty? Because they are hearing small talk, poverty talk. Amen. Well, glory to God. I went to uh, Pastor said I went to a place called Rama in 1993. Graduated in 1995. And I will never forget what we started hearing about prosperity. And to the degree that I heard, faith would come. Amen. Well, back to our text here. It says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. If you're going to see the goodness of the Lord, you're going to have to hear about the goodness of the Lord. If faith is going to come in the area of the goodness of God in your life, you're going to have to do some hearing in that area. Yeah. How about we hear some of it? Yeah. How about we hear a little bit about the goodness of God? Yeah. He's a good God. Yeah. He's a good God. Oh, man. I, I'm telling you, he's a listen to me. He's a good God. He's, he's a good God. I uh, was Tuesday, one Tuesday night. This has been a couple years ago. Tuesday nights, we have a prayer group that meets together, prays. And I'll tell you, it's it's one of my favorite things to be a part of when I'm around. I'm not always there. My wife leads it, and uh, and so before we pray, she'll usually what we call exhort. You know what I mean? She'll she'll either read some scriptures or read something out of a book or whatever. And uh, this one night, she was reading a testimony from the ministry of John G. Lake. Have you ever heard of jo- Brother Lake? And uh, had a tremendous, very very powerful healing ministry. And was was reading this story about a, a lady. Her name her name was Sister Cook, I believe. And Sister Cook had her a problem, physical problem. She had, uh, and, and I won't say any more than this, but just in her what we would call her bottom parts. Yeah, yeah. Sure. In her bottom parts, she had had twenty six surgeries. Oh 
and couldn't he, couldn't heal. Twenty six, and it's like the doctor's answer for everything was, well, let's cut it back open and see what happens. And you can don't imagine, but you could imagine just how miserable that would be. And she was healed, and here's how she was healed. The the Lord. I don't know. I've never heard of this happening before. I've never heard of it happening since. But his hand upon her was such that she did not have a bowel movement for a month. Wow. During that month, everything healed up. You could you could understand how the bowel movement would would hinder the healing process. Now, a month, you might say, that doesn't sound like healing. That sounds like torture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I understand. Well, we're all going to have prune juice for dinner after this. But, uh, but no, for, but, but in her case, it wasn't. It, it was just God. How many know if God could turn the sun back? He could cause you to be okay for a month without having a bowel movement. And so she's healing up. And one, and, and then just one day, I, thought, I don't know if she was in a service or what, that uh, she felt what she said was like a hand come upon her. And all of a sudden, uh, things started churning on the inside. She got up, excused herself, relieved herself, and was, was whole. <laughs> now, that's not, your, that's not your normal healing test. You know what I mean? It's like not the healing testimony that every... Like, uh, you probably wouldn't get seven or eight people say, yep, that exact same thing happened to me. It happened to me just like that. <laughs> Not you. It's unique, right? It's unique. And but I'm just thinking about, man, God did that for her. God did that for her. And, and as I was thinking about that, my wife was reading it. We hadn't started praying yet. She was just reading that story. This phrase came up out of my spirit. He's that good. <laughs> he, he's that good because we're talking about seeing the goodness of the Lord and the question would come how good is he (laughs) how how good just now I'm not talking about in in other people's life I'm I'm talking about in your life how good is God Now, now you understand this you understand this that if it was nothing more then he caused you to hear about Christ. Yeah. He caused you. Uh, you might have been going like I was down a completely different path. I was warned about people like me growing up. I lived in, I grew up in South Florida, Hollywood, Florida. And uh, about four blocks from the intracoastal waterway, which was just really about two blocks from the Atlantic Ocean. And so... Um, on the ocean, beautiful oceanfront property, was the it was the historic Hollywood Beach Hotel, huge building. But the hotel had gone out of business, and they had sold the property to the Florida Bible College. Hmm. Hmm. Who knew? Okay. Who knew? And so I grew up four blocks, plus another two blocks, yeah. from Florida Bible College. Mm-hmm. And I was warned in my Jewish temple. They said. Those Bible college kids that ride their bikes and hand out the pamphlets, stay away from them. Stay away from them. Don't listen to them. They're trying to proselytize. I didn't know what proselytize meant, but it sounds bad. Sounds like it could hurt. And that's what they wanted me to believe. You might get hurt. And so that was my, that was all I knew about Christians like me and Christians like you was that they'll try to hurt you on your, on their bicycles. (laughs) And I was just stay away, stay away, stay away. Isn't that what the the enemy is trying to put in the minds of every lost person? Stay away from that message. Stay away from that gospel. Stay Stay away, stay away, stay away. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Yep. Come on. And all it took was one person <laughs> telling me the truth. Yeah. And all and yep. years 
in my case, 18 years of the enemy telling everybody they can to yeah. tell me, don't listen to it. Don't listen to that. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them. Shh. Don't listen. Run away. Get away. Get away. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely so. That's really how short on power he is. Because one gospel message. You know, this building, this building here. You could you could have the lights off for months. I mean, you won't because you, you meet here. But I'm just saying if the building was just sitting here for the lights off month after month after month, how many know that when the light comes on, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how many months the lights were off. Yeah. The right. darkness Amen. loses its fight yeah. the second you turn the light. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Did you get that? <laughs> and so the light came on. And it didn't matter how many times I was told, stay away from them. Don't listen to that. Stay away from them. Don't listen to that. The light, that was all darkness. And the light just dispelled that darkness. And all, all of a sudden I'm hearing, I'm hearing something that was too good to be true. Except it's too good and it is true. And so I said all that to say, if God did nothing more for me than to cause the one person to come to me who I'd listen to, the one person to come to me who could tell me the truth, shine the light in my life and allow me to see and receive a new life and become a new creature in Christ. If that's the only thing he did for me. Oh, my gosh. To keep me. Now, that's just in life here. Renewing my, you know, my life on earth. But then for eternity, I'll be with him in heaven instead of burning in hell. And, and, And we're talking about me, the person that couldn't be reached if you, you know, just go according to natural thinking. You understand, I wasn't I wasn't hanging around churches. I wasn't hanging around Christians. I was as far from being a Christian in 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 my position, you know, different religion, Jew. How many know if you're anything like me, your mind automatically says, okay, well, they've got their own faith going on, so they're gonna be harder to reach. That's your is that what your mind does? That's what my mind does. Huh? Is that what the Bible says? No, that's just what your mind says. You got to get that defeating wrong thinking. <laughs> get, get the word in there. Renew your mind, huh? So I was over, I was in that category. Whole different religion. Amen. And God, his love continued to pursue me as far away from him as I was. Oh, my Lord. He's that good. That good. That good. That no matter where you are, his love will pursue you. No matter how hard you resist, you never saw anybody resist. Because my friend said, can I tell you about heaven or hell? Can I, and I said, can I tell you which one to go to? That's true, though. I was a snotty little 17, 18 year old kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you know, my life was in order. We thought. <laughs> Every, I, everything was in my, you know, I, I, had, I had won awards. I had won, you know, yeah. national awards for music. Had a full yeah. scholarship to the best jazz school in the country. Wow. Here we go. Woo! Yep. And you talking to me about Jesus? Yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah. You betcha. What do I need that for? Uh-huh. We heard that one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And with that attitude, come on, that ungrateful, snotty, proud attitude, God said, "I got to have him. I got, to, I got to have him." And His love pursued me. You know what that is. He's that good. He, he's that good. And think about it. Is, think about it is. I, I'm telling my story. 
But your story may be just as... You have the same thing. I mean, that story is repeated on every row in this church. I wasn't pursuing Christ. I didn't know what the anointing was. I didn't know there was such a thing as the Holy Spirit. He's not a thing. I understand that. But, my, you know, I'm just rehearsing my thinking. I didn't know there was any... <laughs> What did they say in Acts 19? We haven't even heard that there be any Holy Ghost. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't know. I mean, I had heard the phrase Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That sounds like a religious incantation. Right. I knew nothing. No. No. And God said, that's, oh, that's who I got to have. Oh. That's a, yeah, I, I want that. Yeah. You know, over, it, oh, help me out. It's over in Romans where it says, while we were yet sinners, yeah. Christ, Christ died for us. Yeah. Let's find it. Romans 5 or Romans 6? All right. Are you there yet? Are you there yet? Come on, Romans. It's under R. (laughs) Romans 5, round about verse 8. What's verse 8 say? But God commends his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, sinners... That's the same as saying a person who's a sinner is spiritually what? Dead. Dead. Thank you. Spiritually dead. Amen. So while we were dead in sin, <laughs> he died for us. And it was an act of his love while we were dead in sin. Now, let me just ask you this. If you know, if, if you were a kid or if you had a little kid. And you and you told that that kid, uh, we're going to get you a puppy and you can pick out whatever puppy you want. We're going to go get you a pup. We're going to go find the one that you love at the pet store. Let you pick out whatever puppy you love. How many know that's exciting for a kid? But as you're driving to the pet store along the side of the road. There, there you see a dog that had met an unfortunate fate and was what we call roadkill. And the kid says, Daddy, Mommy, stop the car. Stop the car. I found the one. <laughs> they stopped the car. <laughs> and, and they said, Honey... That doggy's dead. I love that one. I've got to have that one. That's what God did to us. We were spiritual roadkill. We were. We were spiritually. We were dead. There on the side of the road, and, and he said, "He." And that was he. We're talking about you. You were dead on the side of the road. And God looked at you and said, oh, I got to have that one. That's 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 what I want. Got to have. What? Who does that? Who does that? Somebody who's somebody who's that good. He's he's that good. And if all he ever did was bring you to the place of salvation. Amen. He'd be that good. But how many know that's not all he did? Now, some of you are, I, I, because I can judge people's age reasonably well. Pastors at least 52, I can tell that. <laughs> but, but if you're of a... Uh, uh, an age where you've been here a couple decades at least, then you might you might remember the old Ginsu knife commercial on television. Yes, See, God is like that Ginsu knife. Now, let me explain. How many know what I'm talking about? Ginsu knife. How many have no idea? You don't know about the Ginsu knife. Well, let the ignorant remain ignorant. Praise <laughs> No, no, no. The Ginsu knife. This was back. This was back before internet. We had no internet. Uh, they would have what they called infomercials. Yeah. Oh, they might right. still do, but I don't watch really, right. uh, yeah. you know. No. Right. I wouldn't know. 
so infomercials is where they would get a TV time slot, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, and they would pitch a product for that whole time. And the Ginsu knife, it slices. It dices. Come on now. It slices and it dices. And that knife. And what? Rices. Ushers, keep your eye on this one. Slices and dices. And so in that commercial, they show this knife. It's just a, a kitchen knife. And it's going through a tomato like, oh, my goodness. You've never seen it go through this. Now, listen, I'm, I'm like 16, 17 years old. I'm not a cook. But you know what I'm thinking? I got to get me one of these Ginsu knives. But, the, but here's the thing about the commercial, this infomercial. Because they get to it to where you had to have a Ginsu knife. But then they'd, then they'd say this one statement. They'd say, but wait. But wait, there's more. That's what they'd say. But wait, there's more. Call now. And you'll get two. Two Ginsu knives. For only four easy payments. Easy. You ain't ever done anything that easy in your life. Four easy payments. Of 1995 plus yeah. postage, and here's where they get you: handling, handling, handling. handling. Fifty dollars <laughs> for handling. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and so you're thinking, now that it was a deal the first time yeah. with yeah. one knife. Now two knives, because how many hands do you have? Two hands. So you could do a to- an onion in this hand, a tomato in this hand at the same time. It's, you, can, you can slice with your left hand and dice with your right hand. Yes, you can. The Ginsu knife. And you're thinking, it doesn't get any better than this. And then they say this. They say, but wait. There's more. And it just really, I don't remember how many times they did it, but it just seemed like the, the, the more you went, it just kept going oh, yeah. and going and going. And they bring out another. Not only do you get the two Ginsu knives, you get the first aid kit. When you accidentally cut your finger off, whoop, you get to wrap yourself up. And you know what I'm saying? All this, all this stuff comes with it. And they give you this little uh, apple slicer and a little onion chopper and all this stuff. It's like you've got to have it. I'll tell you a funny story. We, Because uh, they didn't just sell knives, you understand. They sell all kinds of stuff. How many remember the ab roller? Oh, yeah. the, come on, we're going back a couple. You know, if, if we're going back a decade or two or three. The ab roller. We were, uh, when I traveled with Brother Hagen, part of his singing group, music group. Um, we were everything. We had to drive the semi and drive the truck, uh, drive the bus and set up all the equipment. People thought it was just glamour. You just hop off the airplane with Brother Haken and follow him. Right. Just just sit there and drink in the glory that's coming off of him the whole time. Not at all. Nope. So anyhow, and we're, we're, we're catching the people in the healing lines, which could number in the hundreds uh-huh. at one, in one line, hundreds of people. And counting then after the service, selling all the product at the book. That was us. That was us. And then go back and count the offering after all that's done. So we're there till 1130, 12 o'clock at night. Go back and then get ready for the morning service at eight o'clock. You know, so it, it was it was a lot of work. But anyhow, we one of the other things we did was we had to load the truck at the ministry to go on the road. So we got we would have, you know, I, I have a couple boxes with the books and the CDs and all that, mm-hmm. Brother Hagen would have several pallets. Oh my. Yeah. No, I mean we'd load. We would load the pack the boxes with the books, pack pack the pallets, shrink wrap the pallets, round the pack, get the pallet jack, all, get a bunch of us guys pushing that thing. We didn't have the electric pallet jacks. We had a ramp. We we had a ramp on the truck, and so we'd all have to push that thing on the pallet jack up the truck. Oh, feel, come on, keep keep that. It was bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so there's this there's this road case that I didn't recognize as we're pulling the stuff off the truck. And uh, 
what's that? I said to the guys, what's in this old road case? They said, Brother Hagen ordered one of those ab rollers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Hagen. Well, listen, that, listen, that wasn't the worst of it. Yeah, yeah. We had a road case. We had another road case for his treadmill that he, that he bought. Oh, my gosh. He didn't use it. We had to haul a treadmill to his hotel room oh. in every city we went to for him to hang his clothes on. <laughs> He was up late one night watching TV, and he saw the ad for the ab roller. Had to have it. Had to have it. Four easy payments. Amen. I said all that to say, you think I'm born again. My name's, my name's in the book. I'm going to heaven when I die. And the, the Lord says, but wait, there's more. There's more. There's more. I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'll save you. Yeah. But I'll also fill you. I'll also fill you with the spirit. Oh, man. Fill you with, fill you? What's that mean? Fill, because the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine. One translation says, because that'll ruin your life. But be filled with the spirit. Be filled with what? With the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, who is that? Huh? Who is the Holy Spirit? Father and Jesus Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. The Spirit. The Spirit of God. Thank you. The Spirit of the Father. Amen. One of the Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. Fill you. Amen. With divine personality, God fill you with. Listen, listen. He's that good, you see, because if he just said, listen, receive Jesus and you will have a ticket to heaven when you die. Which is what some people think is all there is. But here on earth, you just pretty well get to live like everybody else. You know, I mean, just do your best. (laughs) That would still be good. Listen, eternity, it's amazing that people will prepare for their kids' college. People will prepare for vacations. People will prepare for retirement. Oh, my retirement fund is up to this. My retirement... And make no preparation for eternity. How stupid can you get to make no preparation for eternity? You understand eternity is longer than your vacation. Eternity is longer than your retirement. Eternity is longer than college. Eternity is forever. If you prepare for anything, prepare for eternity. You know, I mean, how dumb would it be to say, OK, let's go on a cruise. Let's just drive down to the port of Miami or wherever it is. Yeah. And uh, and and then just to go up to a ship and then we'll just deal with getting a ticket when we get there. Yeah. There might not be any room on the ship. They might not sell you a ticket. Uh-huh. You can't buy tickets for heaven at the door. Come on. That's good. They're all sold in advance. And Jesus paid for all of them. Yeah. 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 The only, the only place you can get a ticket for heaven is here on earth. That's, right. that's the biggest preparation you need to make. But anyhow, God, no, God, God said, I'm not just going to get you a ticket to heaven. I'm going to fill you. And really, in the Greek, the word fill means to cram. I'm going to cram your life with myself, if you'll let me. I'll take it. Hallelujah. He's... That good. Amen. Why, why would he do that? Why would he do that? There's no reason. He, in other words, God would still be God without doing that for us. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. Yep. But it's his goodness. Thank you. You know, over in Isaiah, it talks about all the earth being filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Was I right, Isaiah? I might be wrong. Well, thank you. All right. Good, good to have the encyclopedia here. 
Praise the Lord. It's important. It is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So Isaiah, yeah. Listen, but do you hear what that scripture said? All the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. How does the water cover the sea? Is it just kind of lightly laid upon the face of the deep? Is it? No. Do you understand when they when somebody wants to go down deep, they have to deal with something called pressure. And when they even when they come back up, you can't just come back up quick. You have to come back up very slowly. And then a lot of times after you come back, you have to de decompress. Decompress. Different than decompose. Sure. Decompress. <laughs> Different thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the pressure of, is so great. The pressure is so great. And, and as the water's covering the sea. Now, when God says, as the waters cover the sea, my, my glory shall cover the earth. Well, what is his glory really? And we might get into this later, but very briefly and very quickly, it's God's glory is his manifestation and appearing here on the earth. And really, it's connected to his goodness. It is so good. Yeah. His goodness is upon us. His goodness is pressing against us the same way the waters press and create pressure. Against the floor of the ocean. I don't know now. uh, Now a submarine goes down there. Now is anybody here happen to be. This is not a word of knowledge. This is just totally random. Is anybody happen to have any experience in the window business? Installing windows, doors, things like that. Okay. So I'll just. I'll be the one with experience in that area. And they have different kinds of windows. They have double hung windows. They have sliding windows. They have windows crank out, open out. Which kind? Which kind of those windows do they use in submarines? None of them. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? But because if they had a sliding window on a submarine, even if it was closed and locked, as it goes down, what what's going to happen? The pressure is going to be greater than whatever mechanism they have there. And, and, and the, the water will get in. Now, do they have basements in Nebraska? Okay. Because you understand there's areas, California, Florida, low, uh, the table there doesn't allow for basements. They use different foundations. They have basements here. Have you ever? <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm not, I'm not trying to resurrect any... Has anybody here ever been, uh, had your basement to get water in it? Why? What's wrong with you people? You got bad basements? Has anybody ever been in a situation where there was too much water in the land? Huh? Have you experienced that? Anybody ever? Where there was maybe a little bit more water than you're used to? Huh? <laughs> I watched the news and then I texted pastor after I watched the news and said, uh, how's everything? (laughs) Glory. Anyhow, what's the deal there? See, it it looks when there's no water in it, it looks like it would it would be just fine. Could never happen. But the pressure of of that water when it comes, it somehow finds a way in. How I I don't know, but it always finds a way in. And, and it, any weakness, it, it, will, it will expose any weakness and find its way into your house and into your basement. And, and you go downstairs to do something in your socks and all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> there's water in here. Come on. That's why they don't put sliding glass windows on a submarine. Just like that pressure of that water getting in. God said, that's exactly what my love, my goodness, my glory is like into your life. What's it doing? It's looking for an opening. He's not just regular good. He's not just regular good. He's 
That good. That good. Yeah, but I got all these bills due. Come on. I've got nine hundred dollars of bills that have to be is he nine hundred dollars good? Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. Yes. Is he nine hundred thousand dollars good? Huh? How good is he? How good is he? You understand there's more water on the earth than land. Is that still true? Okay. I mean, they st- <laughs> there's still more water yeah. than land right. on the earth. Yeah. What's that mean? There's never, there's, there's never, if that water represents the goodness of God, yeah. and that land represents a dry place, like a place you'd have in your life, yeah. a place of need, wow. there's never a situation where there's not enough. There's never a situation where, he, oh man, it, I need ninety dollars. He's eighty dollars good, but I don't know. There's never a situation. I'm telling you, any situation, any area, any area. He's that good. Now we say that, like I said, the Lord spoke that phrase to my spirit, and uh, I've been saying it ever since. Yeah. Amen. There's revelation there, and we hadn't got all of it out tonight. But I just say this, the reason, one of the reasons I know he shared that with me is because, you know, there's other voices. The Bible says there's many voices in the world, all, all significant voices. There's, there's voices going on all the time. And the enemy, the devil, is really the voice behind a lot of those voices. Yeah. And he'll tell you he's not that good. No. There's things that yes, there's things that God's put in your heart. There's things that to you are just a dream. But if they were from God, it looks like it's a what we call a pipe dream, just a wild fantasy. Yeah, I know I used to believe that, but I just don't see just don't see how. And the enemy will say, yeah, he's he's good. God's good, but he's not. He's not that good. He's that good. Well, I could never find a spouse now after what happened. He's that good. He's that good. I could never get out of this debt now. He's that good. Doctors say there's no cure for this situation. I'll just have to live with it. I'll just have to deal with it. He's that good. And his goodness, if I can leave you with this tonight, his goodness is not just a feeling that he has toward you. His goodness is a flow toward you. His goodness is tangible. He's that good. He's say with me, everybody. He's that good. That good. That good. I, I always say it three times. I don't know why. It's just uh, <laughs> that's just how it came out of my in, inner man. So I say it like this. He's that good. That good. That good. Try that with me, will you? He's that good. That good. That good. Well, doesn't seem like doesn't seem like this church ever going to fill up. Doesn't seem like seems like we we missed our window. You ever heard that? Huh? Oh, much so. Oh, man. Seems like we missed our window. (laughs) He's that good. That good. That good. Amen. Mm. Seems like it's just too late for that. <laughs> Honey, sir, Sarah, 
couldn't yeah. have kids right. at 15, sure. at 20, right. at 25, yeah. at 30, at 35, just as barren at 40, mm -hmm. just as barren at 50, just as, just as well, really, can we say it this way? Further from it than ever sure. at 55, yeah. Yeah. beyond the realm of possible at yeah. 60. Yeah. Uh -huh. Not going to happen at 75. Come on. <laughs> Not going to happen at 80. But, but she did at 90. <laughs> and if I, could say, if I could say this to you, not with the body of a 90-year-old. Think about it. Things were renewed. Not just with her. With Abraham. Because how many hundred-year-old men do you know yeah. fathering kids? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Both of them. Something had to happen in both of them. Yeah. They had to believe yeah. to see the goodness of the Lord yeah. and the land yeah. of the living. And things got to where the realm of possibility was long since gone. Yeah. But it happened because they believed to see the goodness. They believed that he was that good, that good. That good. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Believe with us. We'll get into more of these things as God would help us tomorrow or whatever else he have us. But I want to I want to leave you with that tonight. Were you blessed tonight? Yeah. He's that good. That good. That good. Now point to yourself and say he's that good to me. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the enemy is mean and he will pound and pound and pound on you, giving you one reason after another why it won't happen. And he'll bring accompanying evidence that looks very, very real. But you got to be more convinced. That's why I'm trying to pound into you a little bit. You got to be more convinced. The goodness of God, the pressurized flow into your life. Like that water getting in that submarine window. Like that water getting in your basement. That's his passion. How can I get how can I get into how can I invade their life? Mm -hmm. With my goodness. The only thing is, he cannot do it no, by himself. Uh -uh. He cannot do it without your permission. He's not rude. He's not rude. He won't do it without your permission. Father, thank you for the goodness of God in the land of the living. We're so grateful. We're so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we just say you're that good. You're that good. You're